0: And we're live. This is Ty with another episode of the Talking Up Fitness Podcast. Today I have the great honor of having Dr. Kingsley here with me. Kingsley is a uh, PT at Evolve. I wanted to chat with him today about his background, about how he entered into the fitness and wellness space, what he currently does to help his patients move better, feel better. Um, Kingsley, say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. Awesome. So, like I said, Kingsley is a uh, a PT and he runs his own firm out of Garden City. Uh, I'm going to give him a couple of minutes just to introduce himself and uh, about the, the day-to-day of what he does to help people. And then we'll take the conversation from there. So, Kingsley, tell the people a little bit about your background, how you got into this whole space.
1: Hey, thanks, Ty. Yeah, um... Well, first, I appreciate you having me on uh, just to talk about this because I think, you know, we, you know, we see a lot, we have a, share a lot of like uh, general values about, you know, just what it takes to be, um, you know, healthy and well, right? Especially for the long term. Um, we started the practice about 10 years ago now, almost, almost 10 years. We'll be coming up to our 10-year anniversary. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, in, in the beginning of November. Um, And it really was more so um, because I just want to give the patients and the people that we work with um, the best, like, PT experience that they could possibly, you know, go through. We find that, you know, a lot of places um, have, you know, have high-volume practices and models where, you know, you get people who end up getting lost in a shuffle. And when that happens— it really reflects upon the profession because then maybe we start to get into an area where people say, well, no, I've already done the PT thing and it was not as effective as I was hoping for, or, you know, I did the same thing over and over again on my own that really wasn't giving me the results that I needed, right? right. And and so for that, part of that is like, hey, what can I do to, you know, boost the reputation of the profession, right? Be an advocate for what we really do because, mm. I mean, quite honestly, I went to school for a long time. A Mm -hmm. lot of my colleagues went to school for a long time. And when you go to school for a long time, you also have um, crazy student loans, expenses and things as well. But at the same time, it's like, well, why did I spend all that time in the classroom, in my clinical rotations, trying to learn these things? And then I have to really divide my time between multiple people, right? And not give them everything that I had.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just from personal experience as well, just honing on on a little bit of what you said, uh, I, I unfortunately had to use the services of um, some of the PTs that you refer to, in terms of the high volume model that um, that prohibited maybe just the, the the practitioners themselves from delivering the best product that they know how. So when I broke my when I broke my wrist a number of years back, I think actually more than ten years ago. Um, I had very similar experience, right? So I already knew a little bit about the body. Yeah. Um, so I um, I was told to go see a PT as part of my recovery process, which I reluctantly uh, followed the, the the surgeon's advice. So I went for quite a bit. Um, I believe it was 60 days. But honestly, if I'm being truthful, after about a week, I agreed um uh discontented, yes. if you, if you know what I'm trying to say. Totally. Yeah. So that, that kinda hones in on what you're saying about how you, you um you spend all this time, you spend all this effort, um, you know, the the higher education, now with all like the, the extra time to study and just making sure that you're the best practitioner you can be. So I wanted to actually expand on that aspect a little bit. Um when I first met you, what initially drew me to your practice uh, versus some of the other ones that i've seen is your specific dedication and your and your approach to that that value add on one-on-one approach so tell me a little bit about how you got to that space right why why did you decide that this was the best path for you and your practice um from the 10 plus years ago that that you started this
1: yeah i know i appreciate that i I think it's just because it, there is actually there is a I mean, there's a need for this, right? There, there are actually people who are craving this type of environment, this type of model, you know, that they want to go to, some, to a place. One, you know, because you're looking at, well, am I, have I been heard, right? Have I been listened to? And people need that acknowledgement as part of the healing process as well, I believe, right? Uh, we get people in like, well, let me ask you this question. When you go to your doctor, do you know what the national average is for the amount of time that your physician will spend with you.
0: I I read this, but some absurdly small number, but I don't know the exact, so tell me.
1: Okay, so this was a couple years ago. It was six and a half minutes, right? (sighs) You're probably waiting in that waiting room longer than six and a half minutes, and then when you finally get into this room, you spend a total of six and a half minutes with your physician complaining about, oh, well, this hurts and this hurts. And like a majority of the time, too, they might not even even acknowledge or touch you where it hurts. Mm. And I think that, that that's a big validating thing for people because it's like, you know, okay, I was heard. They even maybe have physically touched me or even examined me, right, to see what's the problem. Right. Some, some of the, some of the um, experiences I've heard from patients myself that have come in, like, wow, like, you know, when you come in and do an assessment and evaluation with us, you know, it is very thorough, right? Yes. And look, some people may be averse to touch. We think it's a we think it's a way to acknowledge people, you know, and also just recognize that, yes, this is an area. And then we go through more of an exam because we get a lot of, I'm telling you, patients will come in and, like, my physician didn't even move my arm, didn't have me do this. All they did was just, you know, they were looking down, at, they were actually looking at their keyboard, typing away, and then they sent me off with medication, and then just another procedure to go through, right? right. And so it's like, well, what do I, what did I spend my time there for? How could I spend my time more efe- efficiently, yeah. right, in a way that's going to get me the results? And so I think that's why, you know, this is why I felt that there was a need because there was. I mean, there was no way around it. Like no matter where I was, even with prior jobs, you would have people ask you if they had a good experience with you, like, do you do more things on the side?
0: Yeah.
1: Where you know, like, how can we get more of this, right? Yeah. And um, you know, so I think that's that's what it is. And if anything, too, we want it we want everybody to know that you are so much more capable of doing things for yourself as well, right? I believe that's called physical education, yeah. Which we may not be getting much of yeah. these days now. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's pretty
0: sad. It's actually yeah, it's demonstrated to to have shrunk by like something like fifty percent. In in our lifetimes, which is scary.
1: Well, I mean, you you look at all these other things, too. Um, Military, back in the day, right? I think earlier, 50s, 60s, whatever. The physical um, tests that our military guys had to go through was so vigorous, right? Can you do a standing backflip? Right? Those were some of the assessments that our soldiers who are proud to serve our country had to demonstrate to show uh, physical um, ability. Yeah. And now we look at, can you just do 10 pull-ups? Right. And I'm like, Oh wow. And then, and, and, and then we get some people who are like 10 pull-ups. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. So yes, it has changed. Um, and so, Hopefully what we can do is still empower people, show them that they're so much more capable of doing things. And I and I think that's why what we do um has been effective, you know, to this day.
0: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with the the aspect in terms of like humans want to be heard. They want to be they want they want to know that the people that are providing service to them, especially in this day and age, that um they show a, 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 at least a, a sense of care first right obviously you want to be competent that's that's like a baseline Like i'm not i'm not under I'm, I'm not underscoring the fact that you should know what you're doing yeah but even more so even if you take two people with the exact same technical abilities but one has awesome bedside manner yeah. one has horrible bedside manner i would argue that the the person without the the what quote unquote soft skills would never get to demonstrate any of their technical abilities right yeah. I, do, do you agree on that on on that aspect
1: yeah I, yeah I definitely do agree on on that aspect for sure
0: yeah and so how how have you throughout your obviously you are I would assume much better today than you were when you first started 10 years ago what are some of the things that you have picked up just working with patients in terms of those soft aspects um can you a little, can you talk a little bit about that? area and about how um, you've been able to better help your patients um, throughout your own growth journey as well.
1: Absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll just say to people, because I, I do have, I've have been fortunate to have patients and clients that have been with me from the very beginning, right? So we're talking about, I've been with you for a decade, you know, helping you with managing your health and and, and just making sure that you're, you know, in, in great shape, right? It's like, well, you know, we don't want you. You know, it's just like, well, yeah. I've never. We don't want any of the people to ever say to us ever again that, you know, they're coming back to us from the very beginning with the way that they were, either in tremendous amount of pain, tremendous amount of you know, limitations, like physically, emotionally, whatever it is, right? So, um, I mean, where's I going with that? I'm trying. To, can you really? Yeah, back in a little just, again?
0: Yeah, just just trying to figure out how um, how you deal with patients. Um, away from the technical aspects of teaching them what they need to do like how do you convince them basically that you're the right person to listen to
1: well um how do i convince them huh it's not so much a convincing type of thing i, I think the biggest thing here is that um you know we're just we're just developing a relationship right yeah. we we want to be like we want to be the go-to person for that you know for for our clients like if if there is something musculoskeletal that they need to either uh, confirm or deny that it's something that's serious that Um, it needs more medical attention or no, this is something that can be handled in whatever, doing this. But actually, so now I I remember kind of going back to also what you were asking me is, you know, even over this period of time, like how I've grown is that, um, you know, it it is more so of just connecting with people. You ask me uh, when I was in my early 20s when I first started PT, if I would dive, dive deep into a conversation with somebody about, what's going on in your life personally that could be affecting you physically, right? I would, I would have run away yeah. 10 years ago plus. But Like, I'm not even going to talk about that. And I think that's probably the same thing with you as well as a coach, right? If you do have like a one-on-one consult, right? I've, I've had these conversations with other coaches, trainers, whatever, as they've become more masters of their craft. Mm-hmm. is like... If, you know, one of your clients all of a sudden started crying because there's such an emotional aspect on why they want to work with you, you probably would have been scared off 10 years ago, but now you actually be like, tell me more about that because we want to be able to help you meet your goals. And this is an aspect that needs to be also addressed. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So that's one thing. It's like just diving deeper into somebody's. Life and all those other factors can affect why they actually are ultimately coming to us, right? It's And sometimes it's, yeah, it's not the technical, physical stuff. What else can we do? You know, how can we control your stress? How can we improve, help you improve your relationship with X person that could be affecting all this? So all these other factors, right? It's just like, you know, just like you said, it's like, well, you know, abs aren't made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen, right? Like, so fix your nutrition, Right? Oh, but I've been working out seven days a week, and I'm coming to two classes a day, or whatever. It doesn't matter, right? Fix the other aspects of your life, and then everything else will also get better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's a lot of what I practice. My own um, how I have a how I've attempted to build a culture around uh, my gym as well is to not uh, again demonstrate technical ability, but Honestly, I don't care how much people think I know or don't know in the beginning. I really don't. I, I care more to learn about the person, to to know why why it is that they're taking time out of their Wednesday evening to come see me when they could be home on Netflix yeah. eating a bag of chips. <laughs> right, right. Right. So again, like we work in the space that's pretty funny in that regard. Like a lot of people don't actually want to come see us. You know what I mean? Like it's not like the it's not like the first choice that they would make in life. Right. Yeah, if we're being honest about it. For sure. But when they do see us, there's always some underlining aspect. Um, it is up to us as the professionals to really dig it out of them. Sometimes it'll be uncomfortable and sometimes it takes a little bit longer than we would like but ultimately it is the reason why they you have patience for 10 plus years yeah. to your point because you've built that you've built that relationship where they come to you as a resource maybe not even for just the body at this point as a as a mentor as a coach or as someone who knows um enough about this space to help them like either mentally physically or both get to the place where they want to be right
1: yeah, no, I totally, 100%, you know, it's, I think, I think that's the, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is a, that's a key thing because let's say it's, it is, it's, it's not really about like, well, yeah, what can I, this is how we do things and this is why we're different. Like you can, you know, we have special equipment, we've got special tools, right? It's how are we connecting with, as a person? Um, and you know, that, that really does like, uh, you know, speak, a speak a ton of volumes there. And because as, as I've gone through this as well, right, going to through con ed courses over the last couple of years, I'm like, you know, okay, a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? Like, and it, if you keep it as simple as possible, it's still going to be super effective. It doesn't have to be super fancy, you know, um, not all the stuff that you see on social media, like the challenges and stuff like that. It's fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's great to have fun for sure. But you can really slice it down it's like well yeah we got a lot of stuff done here by doing a couple simple things and how can i just clean up that message to you a little bit too so um yeah I not yes that's it
0: yeah um i love I, I love how um you you speak about like the, the more a master you are at your craft the less technically um again i don't i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to seem like this is not important cuz it's super important to me like I, I believe truly 100% you should be very savvy in terms of your technical abilities but i just want to make sure that we're honing in on the aspect that the reason why we're good at what we do is is that's that's maybe secondary at this point like that most people will will trust you once you earn the right to give them that advice and then the advice that you would give is so much easy is so much easily received at that point versus otherwise yeah um so yeah i, I wanted to um quickly change um change uh t- tunes a little bit and talk about a little bit about how during your own time in your practice right serving different clients uh, like i touched upon briefly before some of the times you, you meet people at their worst times, right? Yeah. They're, they're beat down. They're physically not in a good place. Um, tell me some of the challenges that you've had dealing with patients that are uh, maybe, number one, not, not mentally ready. What they've been told that they need to see someone, but um, there's some kind sort of block inside their, their head. Or they just are having a hard time making it work. Like tell me some of those challenges and how do you address that in your, in your day-to-day practice?
1: Um, I mean, I think just to address that, right, it, you know, we, we can't, uh, force people to do anything, you know, uh, I, I totally understand that. It, it's kind of like saying, uh, you know, saying like someone's saying to, to you or to anybody else, like, well, I'm not going to start going to the gym until I get in shape. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> I do and, hear, I, I hear that too much.
1: Right. So, so it's just like, well, it's okay. We can help you bridge that gap, and there's a, there's other ways to do things too. And and so we can like get you get it to be really productive. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just again going back and saying like really finding out what their why is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There is a reason why they did consult you, reach out to you initially, right? So it's just it's just again like digging deeper and saying like, well, why? Tell me more about this. I need to understand this. Can we just make this? You know, can we figure out what? You know, deep down, why you are. Making this decision to to either hit that call now or contact button on our website and things like that. Aside from like from my what I do is aside from your doctor telling you to.
0: Yeah, yeah. So a, a lot of so, selfishly for me, I would love to hear from you how you've gotten better with that because I need to get better at this myself. Because to your point, I hear I hear the common things that most of us hear. On a daily basis in terms of the reasons why not to do it because there's like a million one reasons not to do something and only maybe one so we have to find that one reason so how how um how have you uh, gotten better in in your in your trajectory in in making sure that people are more willing to share their why with you or how have you gotten about that that process yourself to make things a little bit easier for yourself and the client as well
1: well, I, I think it is ultimately ultimately. I'm trying. I mean, let me see. I mean, ultimately, in, instead of see, like in the, I guess when I was, even like in my more naive and younger days, right? It was kind of like, well, if you don't th- if you don't do this, then this is gonna happen. And it's kind of like I told you so, and I'm like, well, that probably doesn't work. And I've real come to realize this because I have kids. Yeah. like, well, if you don't listen to dad, and this is going to happen, like if you eat candy at night, you don't brush your teeth, you're going to get cavities, and I told you so, that's shameful, that's shaming somebody, and uh, it probably took me a little while to learn that, so my first child, yeah, maybe I did break her, second child, I think I got better, third child, just maybe, just overall, just more neglectful. Because I'm like, yeah, we got the first two, right? <laughs>
0: they're, but, they're they're going to survive, <laughs> they're right? Survived. They're going to
1: survive because uh, you know they they def, you know they, I think they're going to survive, and I'm sure I'll hear things when they get older about what I didn't do. But the point is, is that I've got to come at a way. It's like, well, yes, from what I've seen, maybe this might be a good approach for you or a good thought process of why you want to do this. But yeah. what do you see your future looking like? Right. Yeah. And and just and just hearing that, um, I think, you know, I think I've earned the right to exercise a little bit more authority and also to kind of like, you know, um, to make a little bit of like a, you know, just a little bit more of a, a firm suggestion, but not in a way that's going to shame them. And I think that's the key. You can't you can't shame the person for not deciding to, you know, to to work with you. Um you know, because if we're gonna, we will kind of nerd out a little bit, right? Yeah. You find out that when you shame somebody, or when you do feel shame, it also creates systemic inflammation in your body.
0: Yeah, I've I've read that as well. Right. It's, yeah. It's and, all interconnected somehow.
1: Exactly, and yeah. uh, and and so that's the thing. I I don't want to be the guy that's like, I told you so. Nobody wants to be that guy, right? Or mm. I definitely don't want to have somebody else tell me, I told you so. Mm. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, that happened. Let's move on. Let's see how what we can do. Make the best of you know
0: moving forward. Okay, and I, I wanna I wanna dig in just a little bit in terms of how you think through your approach with someone who does decide to work with you, right? So let's let's take me for an example, right? So, um, I've had ankle issues my pretty much my entire life. So if I had to come, if I if I came to you one day to 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 your office, um, it's a very nice office by the way. So I'm gonna I'm put down i put down Kingsley's uh information in the show notes. Um, so any of you who are listening and wanna definitely um you know see the man himself, I highly recommend. Um, but going back, so if I was to see you, and I approach you and said, yeah, hey Kingsley, I've been like systematically. My right, my right ankle has been something of an issue for me my entire adult life. Um, you know, just doing sports, um, like sprained it multiple times, fractured um, multiple times. And I'm just really tired of it. I'm 40 plus now. I'm just trying to live a um, athletic life for short. I want to be active, but I also don't want to hurt it anymore. So how to walk the people through about how you would gauge that interaction? Um, From just meeting me for the first time to hopefully getting me as a lifelong uh, client and helping me with my problem that would solve the things that I'm looking to do.
1: Uh, Well, I mean, what I found out is that, you know, we we don't look at anything in total isolation, right? And uh, and that, that definitely is something that we do tell clients that we work with, too, because um, because of our model, right. They ask, they ask us, well, you know, uh, I've got this thing and this thing and this thing. And I said, okay, I told, cool, we can look at everything. Cause they all are going to be interconnected in some capacity. It is going to trickle up or trickle down in some way. Right. Um, because like if someone was going into like a traditional model, right. Uh, say you had a knee thing and then you had an ankle thing. Ah, uh, they would tell you to come on separate days. Like you're like you're a completely different person like on a Monday for your knee as opposed to Tuesday for your ankle. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that's not the thing, right? You're You are not like Jane the ankle or Jane the knee, right? You're like the person that, wow, that does factor into why you might have both of those things, right? So we'll systematically break it down with the movements to see, okay, well, could it be that the ankle is a, you know, is it a limitation? I mean, is it affecting what's happening at your knee, at your hip, blah, 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 right? All the way up. It, it, you know, it's just a cliche. Everything is connected, yeah. you know? And then we kind of break it down to see if we can make it where we can connect the dots on how it's really just patterns of things that we're just trying to fix, right? So no matter what, like say if the ankle affects your squat, you know, I mean, it's, it's not just going to affect how you squat in the gym. It's going to how you. It's going to affect how you squat in life. When you're doing something else, so you may not, you know, notice, right? It may affect how you walk it up and down the stairs and you're like, well, what the hell? Why is this thing bugging me? It's like, well, because maybe you're, because you're walking up the stairs a ton of times each day and those, every single step up and down is a rep. Yeah. You know, but you don't count it as a rep because it's not in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like mindful, even reps throughout the day is kind of like bring that, even just bring that to light and people will be like, well, yeah, you're right. You know? Because like... Uh, you know, because if you do multiple things, if you do something multiple times throughout the day, right? Um, and you don't, and you're not mindful of that too, right? Then, yeah, then you'd be like, oh, that's, that, that might be the reason why this is that. But also too, like people come in to work, work with us for the long term because it just factors in with our name. It's evolved to perform, right? Yeah. You might come in at your very worst. And so when we come, when you come in, And we're trying to make the improvements. We call you like basically an evolver, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to teach you again how to relearn some movements, regain some strength and some weaknesses that you might have had developed from compensating, from trauma, whatever it is. And then once we clear that, you're like, okay, well, so cool. Now you're like formally discharged from physical therapy. But I think discharge is a very dirty word. Yeah. Because just like you would go for your annual physical for your doctor, right? Like, oh, how's my blood work? How's my heart? How's my, you know, everything functioning? I think your movement system is also the same, right? It's like, well, why don't you come in for a movement physical every single year, right? And then from there, it's like, okay, this is what we see. All right, this is kind of what, you know, might correlate to as well. Um, And so we keep people on. And say, well, we want to help you now since we've already got you past beyond the discharge and you feel great. How can we keep you moving, right? Are there certain things in your life that you want to knock off a bucket list item? Yeah. Right. You want to like you know whatever Machu Picchu, like you know climb, you know whatever. Just um, run a marathon, you know. For the, whatever, go to Disney World with your grandkids and survive twenty eight thousand steps a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Without being like uh i'll meet you guys at the end of vacation because i can't handle more of this stuff yeah right so everybody has a different definition of what active is and capable is we just want to meet you there help you whatever it is that you need right yeah so um i mean yeah i mean so i don't know that's kind of like how i would look at things here it's we we want to be just that person again that you can check in with if you need it you know just hey yeah is something going on here do i need to worry about this and we just want to say, no, you're you're good here. This these are a couple things that you can work on on your own. Uh, yeah, no, this maybe needs a little bit more attention just for a short period of time, and we send you off again with giving you the right tools that you have to address this.
0: Yeah, I see, and, and please, 100 percent correct me if I'm I'm mislabeling, but I really do see your your niche in terms of bridging the gap between like healthcare and a exercise program there's a huge white space in that middle yeah where where a lot of people sit honestly if i'm being honest a lot of the people who come to me would be better served at least in in the short term to the medium term to speak with um people such as yourself that that would be able to diagnose a certain kinetic chain movements that would number one help them move better be more mindful of the way they are going about their day and just having that trusted resource right about how like why is certain thing, why are certain things happening instead of just mindlessly going about it and saying, oh my left hip feels a little quote unquote tweaked today right because um, a lot of those things to your point they 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 are linked our bodies are linked there's not there's no, we don't we don't move in isolation. And knowing a little bit about how the body works would be helpful for like the bulk, the, the uh, like the majority of the people. So do you do you feel like that that gap is widening, um in our in our society today or like I because I've always I've always debated this myself yeah. internally. Yeah. Are we doing a good job as an industry, right? Because we got in this to help and. It saddens me to say, like, my, my own personal perception is that that gap is widening. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to hear your perspective on, on that, um, that question.
1: Yeah. Uh, wow. You know, that, that is a good question. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I see it from, like, the circle of people that, you know, I know, I'm friends with and, you know, that we also collaborate and team up with. I actually, I mean, I like to think that that gap is actually closing a little bit, right? Because I, I think that we're getting, um, there are certain pockets of people which are getting really informed, you know? But then again, we're looking inside this world. Yeah, we're in the bubble. That's right. Yeah. So it is probably more of a bubble, right? Um, but whatever that bubble is, those people are getting, getting much more informed and they are closing the gap. Yeah. And even to a point, though, where it might become... Even like, well, is that within your scope? Sometimes you have to think about like, is that what you're supposed to be doing? And it's and it, look, it's all in because you're trying to benefit the client and the patient, right? So I get that. So um, and and that's another, you know that's one thing too that I want to make sure that people know is that if anything, I hope that we are seen as connectors in the community because I know in the past we've had places. That were reluctant to send people to us because they think, well, you, you're just gonna end up poaching and taking my client, right? Yeah. And I'll have to, and I, I will clearly say, and please, I mean, this is 100%. We are trying to do whatever we can so that you can get back into the, into the hands of your coach, your trainer, your, you know, your gym, your community that you belong to, right? As soon as possible. And we also like to communicate clearly with everybody about what some limitations might be. Some people might take our advice, and I know in the past some people have been like, "Yeah, well, I know better" or whatever. And I mean, I guess that's whatever you know. That's okay, right? But I, I hope that we we're actually seen as a connector within this, so that we can continue to to uh, you know make that gap smaller. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I I appreciate you you uh, bring that up too because a lot of the times I do have to try to elevate myself out of the bubble that we're in. Yeah. Um so I agree with you 100%. Within within the space itself, the content just in terms of readily available things that one can study if like if I choose to study it, there's no really there's really no excuse for me not to know. Um but conversely, just to push back a little bit on on your point is um, outside of the bubble i feel like there is because like the dichotomy of having a lot of information and practical applications of that information that gap definitely in my opinion is widening because yeah. like literally the entire world's data is in our hands at this point but people are practicing it less and less right so there's a there is a disconnect somehow yeah. and i i so hope and i so wish um, because of the work that you're doing in your practice and people like you, that we are able to slowly bridge that gap and uh, and smaller the and, and lessen the 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 need for people to seek health care. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to wait until you have to. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, because um you know, that's the that's the first wealth. That's the first wealth. Your health.
1: That's right. And and right. So it's it's like that uh hashtag uh you know Health care, not sick care, right? So, so we're not reactionary, right? That that's I think that's the that's the biggest thing um, that we try to we do try to preach to people. Like you know, you're not reacting to this stuff. We want you to be on uh, stay ahead of this so that you don't have to react to all to most of these like major events, right? Aside from some of the catastrophics that you can't control. Yeah, there's a lot of other things that you totally can.
0: Yeah. So here's the hoping that. You know, your, your practice thrives with people that need your help, but also continue, but more increasingly thrives with people who are just coming to see you because they want to better themselves. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, totally. 100%. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to end this conversation with a, a little lighthearted, rapid Q&A with Kingsley. So Kingsley does not know the questions that are coming up. I have a couple of ones for you. Yeah. Quick one word answers. Or some quick answers, um, phrases that first thing comes to your head it doesn't have to be perfect, just have to be top of mind, All right, Kingsley? Okay, okay. All right. So I always started with this one, Kingsley. What is your favorite food? Chipotle. Oh, uh, w- what is what is uh, what is a dish in Chipotle that you always pick?
1: Uh, I'll I'll get the uh, carnitas bowl. Oh,
0: cool. I like the carnitas bowl also. Uh, what is your favorite drink? Coffee how do you take your coffee? Heavy cream perfect uh, What is your favorite season of the year the fall why
1: uh new beginnings used to be with like school years and also football season
0: oh uh what what team do you root for?
1: The Giants
0: me too <laughs> um, Tell me about your favorite body part to train.
1: Um, I actually uh, obsess over the foot and ankle.
0: Oh, th- you are literally the first one who's ever said that to me. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate a little bit? I know it's a rapid Q and A, so quick.
1: I think mostly it's because I was a former sneakerhead and always had obsessions with the uh, the way the foot and ankle moved. Ah. So it's just like those the Jordans did it to me. Ah,
0: okay, cool. Thank you. Do you have a nickname?
1: No, just uh, just you know king if anything from some friends
0: do you wish you have a nickname what would be a nickname you give yourself
1: oh (laughs) that's not fair i have no idea no idea i just hope it's a nice one
0: all right cool moving on um you you spoke about um having kids and having a family at this point what is the number one thing you enjoy doing with your kids
1: Uh, we're just, like, really big, uh, Disney nerds, so anything that we can with that, like. Ah, cool. Yeah, so if we get get a chance to go to Disney, go on a cruise, or just even when the latest, like, Disney Plus, like, series, especially, like, Star Wars series drops, like, we're on top of that. Ah, awesome.
0: Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. What type of ice cream?
1: I'm totally playing, so we're talking about vanilla or pecan. Oh, okay.
0: Um, who is the last person or last channel that you watched on YouTube? Mine. Uh, Kingsley's YouTube channel will also be in the show notes. <laughs> last and final question. Flats or high tops since you just said you are a sneakerhead.
1: I'll go flats. Ah,
0: cool. All right, Kingsley, I appreciate you playing along. Before we leave off on the episode, I always ask this question or some variations thereof. If you had to give one piece of advice to loved ones, to family, or to people you just generally cared about in in terms of fitness and wellness, what would you tell them and what would you wish they took your advice on? <sighs>
1: I think that um I I would probably just make sure that uh you never forget to say something constructive and positive to anybody uh that you that you really that really means a lot to you cuz I I've, I've actually been thinking about this right like I was going I'm creating a like a journal myself that's basically titled cuz I've been so busy lately and I have neglected some of the personal relationships in my life it's um the, the title of each journal like the basically is the things i should have said today mm. right kind of like wrap up my end of, end of my day and just make sure that there are certain things acknowledgments that i could have made or should have made and put it down on paper right because i think like those are the things that could create you know i mean you just you just want to make sure that you acknowledge people for the good they've done or for the things they've done and you know, you know how, and we know how busy like life can get, and and you let those things like fall by the wayside. So I think that's probably my advice.
0: Yeah, just um, listen a little bit more, and let people know that you mean some, like they mean something to you yeah. more often than we do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I appreciate that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna slowly take some of that on myself as well. All right, Kingsley, again, it's, it's been a privilege chatting with you today. Um, I hope you guys got some good tidbits out of this. And again, um, Kingsley's information will be linked in all the show notes below. I highly recommend you guys checking him out. His practice is awesome. He's a really, really cool dude. And he happens to know what the heck he's talking about. Um, so again, Kingsley, thank you so much. Ladies and gents, this is another episode of the Talking Up Fitness podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye.